something um, for you guys to think about, ways that you guys can grow your business. And so uh, last month, I actually was talking to uh, Daniel Ramsey, who is uh, the founder and the CEO of My Outdesk, who I heard about, oh man, five or six years ago, probably. Um, I was at a uh, Commissions Inc. founders meeting and one of the one of the speakers there was saying, oh yeah, well I use my Outdesk and I'm like, my who? I don't, I don't even know what, what this is. And so I found out about it and um, uh, we actually got Carla from my Outdesk and she just finished her fourth anniversary with uh, Elevate. So uh, that's really cool. And uh, they do a really good job at my Outdesk um, finding the VAs, uh, screening them, ISAs, everything like that. So anyway, I was talking to Daniel just uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he's a real productivity expert. And he said, yeah, he said, I don't want to get on and get all salesy about ISAs and VAs and everything. Like that. And I said, well, I said, I kind of want you to because I get these questions all the time. So if we can cover all those at some point in time on the call, it would. Uh, it would be helpful. And he's like, okay, but that's the type of guy he is. He's not on here to... You know, try and sell you guys anything. He's really here to add value. And I even, when I was talking to him, I jotted down some notes on productivity. So without further ado, uh, let me introduce uh, Daniel and just kind of tell you guys how this call is going to go. First of all, he works with, um, if not all of the 100 largest real estate teams in the U.S., the majority of them, I believe I, I quoted that right, either the top 100 agents or the top 100 teams. So he's used to people who have scaled their businesses to very high levels. So I want to talk to him about productivity, when you hire your first person, when you hire your first assistant, what are the tasks that you should delegate to them, what are the tasks that you should not, and then I'm sure he's going to throw in a few, uh, maybe more than a few productivity uh, nuggets along the way, and I'm going to be taking notes. So without further ado, please uh, welcome uh, Daniel Ramsey. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. And guys, I really appreciate your time. I understand it's your most valuable commodity. So I want to be specific and answer every question that you, you might need around virtual assistance and scaling a business. Um, you know, Tim is absolutely right. We are fortunate to have most of the top 100 teams around the country. And I've spent a lot of time in looking at what their systems are, how they generate, you know, business, where their lead sources are, what their team structure looks like. Um, I've also, you know, I, the bad and the good, I've seen um, agents move into markets two hours away from their main market and dump millions into marketing effort, efforts and fail. So I've got to see the worst of the worst. And then I've got to watch some of my best friends in the industry go to the number two spot. Uh, ben Kenny is one of our early clients and uh, I think he's nine years uh, being a client. We have over 30 virtual assistants serving his companies, various different companies. And I've watched him go from literally closing a couple hundred deals a year to being the number two real estate team in the world. So that is uh, a little background about me. Um, the other thing, and Tim, I, I didn't tell you this, but I grew up in a trailer. So I'm come from really humble beginnings. Uh, I'm a real estate broker. Uh, we just closed a deal, uh, you know, in, in the end of December. So, uh, and I was just at an inspection on a commercial deal. 
a commercial property that I'm buying. My, it drives my wife crazy. I'm drive, we, driving on a Saturday and Sunday. There's an open house. I'm like, babe, babe, I got to stop. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> Uh, if you guys are like me, I love this business. So, um, in the chat, if you have any specific questions or challenges, like my favorite thing to do is help real estate people grow their businesses. Um, and Tim, I, I'm open to questions. I'm open to talking through productivity stuff. Um, at my outdesk, we've coined a lot of our own terms to help our virtual professionals, um, you know, really serve their clients at a high level. So, uh, again, I can talk, but I want to serve you guys in the best way possible. So if you're on the chat and you have specific questions that you'd like to um, talk about, just to give you a background, we have around 1,200 folks in the Philippines that are supporting real estate professionals just like you guys. Um, and we've served over 5,000 clients. We're in our 11th year. Um, and I am a real estate nerd. Um, so that, that's uh, me. Uh, Tim, how would, how would we serve this audience the best? Well, I think um, number one is is maybe just uh, some definitions. So the definition, the difference between a VA and an ISA, and um, and then what you would uh, delegate to a VA uh, first, or, or what are the things you would delegate to a VA, and what are the things you wouldn't delegate to a VA. So first of all, I guess kind of define the terms, and then how you would, how would you, you know, it's good that you're a real estate agent because then you feel our pain, right? Um, so what are the things that you see agents uh, successfully delegate to VAs? And what are the things you see them uh, not, these are things that you shouldn't be, you, these are things that I should be keeping on my plate. Does that make sense? I, I love that question. And I'm going to, I have a great story for you guys. So I've been married, uh, I'm in my ninth year of marriage. And what happened for us. Um, so we're in Guatemala, we're at a Francis Ford Coppola like resort in the jungle of Guatemala overlooking this beautiful lake. And I have this photo of myself at the bar closing a real estate transaction. So it's two in the morning. My bride, my beautiful bride is back in our hotel room and she is sleeping and I'm closing a real estate deal. And the bartender who spoke only Spanish was making fun of me because I'd been there three or four days and he knew my wife and I, and I'm ordering a beer. So I have a picture of this actually. Um, and after that moment, I, after the bartender was making fun of me in Spanish and I was at, up at two in the morning, um, in Guatemala, uh, on my honeymoon, I realized that I wasn't fully delegating what needed to be delegated. And, um, I'm sure every single person on this call has a similar scenario when like you're on the phone and your kids are like, daddy, daddy, or mommy, mommy, will you just play with me? And you're like, I can't cause I have a deal or I have a thing or whatever. And so for me, I had to go through that pain of saying, oh my God, I'm about to start a family. What's important to me. And so then we got very clear about the difference between dollar productive activities and non-dollar productive activities. And that's one of the things that Tim and I started talking about and he thought would be good for this group. Um, I've broken it up into a little bit more of a science in terms of dollar productive versus non-dollar productive. We all know what dollar productive activity is, like talking to clients. Um, but we've broken it into categories, right? So you've got prospecting, which we all, um, we all should be doing in the new year. I do it. I, Tim does it. 
if you're not doing dollar productive activities, then you're just really not a business owner. Um, it's the highest dollar thing that you can imagine. And the way we measure, uh, this is a my out desk thing. The way we measure it is just simply take out your W2 or your, your schedule E or whatever your tax return is. Right. And you look at what's my, what's my net, what's the amount that I'm paying taxes on. And you take that number and divide it by the amount of working hours you have in a particular month or year. And now you know your hourly rate. So, you know, real estate people, we can get paid thousands of dollars an hour if we're prospecting and calling and meeting with clients. If we're presenting, uh, which is one of our P's, if we're prospecting, if we're doing persistent follow-up, which real estate transactions are, it, it just, it's required to do a lot of follow-up. And, and my favorite is potential referral. So those are the four P's in my out desk. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that we call you know that you're doing dollar productive if you're doing one of those four things and they all involve talking to clients. Tim, you look like you want to say something. No, I mean, the, the, the follow-up is one thing that I, I'm not very good at. It, it, I was nodding and it is important, but, you know, I call them like two, three times and then I'm on to other things, so. Well, and I think it's important to, um, and that's why when you think about virtual assistants, I believe if you have a follow-up system, that's an area that they can support. I also believe prospecting is an area that they can support. Um, uh, one, one thing that's very important is if you have a system where you're collecting leads and you're paying for them, um, you have to get very hyper-focused. And this comes from working with the top teams across the country. They'll measure the amount of time they're actually doing these four Ps. So you can actually measure the amount of time you're on the phone calling. You just have to have the right system to do it. You can measure the, uh, the potential um, referrals. You can measure that in a system. Uh, the... Uh, persistent follow-up, you can actually take your database and say, I've got, I've got 800 people in my database. Have I talked to every single one of those eight people or 800 people in a, in a single calendar year? Maybe you want to do it quarterly. Maybe you want to do it by, biannually, whatever the, whatever you believe the most important thing is in that time frame. Uh, our suggestion is you measure it. And you measure that with a phone system. And this is the one, uh, what I believe is a scale accelerator for real estate people, is just knowing their daily activities and measuring their four Ps. Okay, interesting. You, you, asked, you asked, let me just answer this though, the difference between a virtual assistant and, what you, and an ISA. Yeah. I, ISAs are great. I, I really believe that, um, the top teams across the country are doing it. If you're, if you're making, if you're generating a hundred leads a month, it's only likely that two or three of them are actual now business. And the other 90 something is business that you'll have to cultivate over time. Mm -hmm. And, um, some, there's some great systems out there to help you automate the follow-up, but nothing replaces a phone call. And my favorite, you know, my favorite script for, uh, virtual assistants who are ISAs is the LP mama script. There's a bazillion out there, but location, price, uh, motivation, agent, mortgage appointment. And LP mama is the, what are you laughing about, Tim? I, I never heard that one before. 
Yeah, yeah. That's Never heard that. This, this, is why, this is why I invited you on. It's just like I get so many nuggets out of this. The LP mama. Yeah, well, it's an easy way. Okay, so here's the thing. And, man, you guys are a quiet group. Feel free to chat in here uh, if you want to jump on. Um, but LP Mama is a simple, and this is the most important thing. When you hire an ISA and it's your first time hiring an employee, think of real estate as getting a degree from a college, right? And then think of hiring leverage as getting a master's and a doctorate all at the same time. It's a different skill set. So you have great real estate people who are like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to build a team. And they fail because they don't understand that those two things are very different. Leverage and leadership is a whole skill set in itself. LP Mama is an example of a leadership, um, I don't know, core value or something. You've got to take whatever you're going to pass on to someone else and kind of give it, uh, uh, brand it, name it. You've got to give them a system to think. So location is, well, why do you want to live in this location? Is it the school? Is it your job? What's, what's the reason that this location, you know, price, have you been approved for the $400,000? Cause you're looking at one, two, three main street and that's around a $400,000, you know, uh, house. Have you been approved for that mortgage? And, and see, I'm not asking them, can you afford it or can, or is it part of the transit? You know, I'm asking them, you know, have they been approved? That leads us to, you know, the mortgage question like, okay, you haven't met a mortgage person. Okay. That's great. You know, you, you start giving them a framework. You have to give employees a framework to work around so that they're super, super successful and then work with them to kind of uh, hone that skill set over time. So, you, you know, location, price, motivation. Are you currently working with an agent? What mortgage have you been approved with? And let's get an appointment on the books. My favorite thing is in the motivation, you're asking them, do they have a house to sell before they go to this house, right? Before they buy this house. But that LP mama is just a simple framework to hire an ISA to teach them how to cultivate your buyer leads and seller leads. Cause a third of all buyers are sellers. And that is just a plain, simple fact. If I go to buy a house, I'm going to look to buy first, but I have one to sell. So, uh, that that's, you know, that's one of my favorite kind of leadership leverage kind of conversations. Okay. So an ISA can help you with this nurture leads, help you with the prospecting because they're an inside sales agent. That's um, what would, what would I think? Cause we have, uh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine of our teams have employees through my out desk right now. Elevate, uh, folks have, yeah. uh, VAs and ISAs. What would be an example of tasks that a VA would do? Like maybe more of a definition of a VA versus an ISA. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I like to start with the thing that's most important. It's most important to generate revenue because, uh, and I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but uh, revenue cures all problems. Money solves all problems. And and if you're growing, you're, you're living. If you're not growing, you're kind of dying. So, so revenue cures all right. And that is the focus of an owner. How am I going to generate listings? Where am I getting new leads for listings? That's it. I mean, everything else doesn't matter. Um, when I say everything else, 
I believe you should outsource or systematize all other things within your business. Uh, you know, transaction coordination, listing coordination, you know, I'm, I was just inspecting a commercial building. I had a, I had a, you know, general contractor, a roofer, an AC guy, you know, a security guy, like all these different trades. Well, that's not something I should be coordinating. That's something that my virtual assistant coordinated for me. So they made the calls, they scheduled the time, they put it on everybody's calendar. They got them, you know, called to remind them, Hey, tomorrow they're coming. These are the kind of things and real estate transactions. Oh my God, there's so much paperwork. You know, there, there's just a bazillion amounts of paperwork. So, you know, you've got uh, definitely all the marketing, definitely all the transaction coordination and listing coordination, um, and, and really just being a right-hand person to your business. Uh, okay, so we've got, uh, we've got a couple questions. Yeah, so uh, Marley typed in, um, is that the best script for a new ISA calling old leads, the LP mama? You know, uh, old leads, let me, let me be clear about old leads or re-engaging your non-contacted database. Uh, I've got a great story, Tim. Uh, I, I helped somebody buy a house in this little remote area outside of Sacramento, California. I'm a Californian guys. Please don't hold that against me. Uh, but I helped somebody buy a house two years later, they got a job transfer and they called me after they got in the contract to sell their house and because they knew that I, I'm a general contractor and I had a big network and they were having troubles finding uh, somebody to do something on their house. And I, I just said, Hey, you know, I, 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 thanks for calling me. I'm happy to give you a referral. Referrals are my, you know, bread and butter. They're the air that I breathe. So I, I, I'll, I'll help you. I for sure will help you. But I asked them why, didn't you call me to list your house? Yeah. I'm a real estate broker. And, and her response was like, Oh my God. Well, Daniel, I, I didn't know you listed houses. I knew you helped people buy them, but I didn't know you listed them. And as a, I was a new agent at the time, I think it was 2005 or six. It was like an arrow shot through my heart. Cause even then I knew listings were the thing that mattered more than anything. Right. Um, so, in that particular scenario, an old lead or database leads, reconnecting with him is like, if I worked for Tim, uh, I would jump on the phone and be like, hey, this is Daniel. I work for Tim Johnson. I just wanted to give you a call. He asked me to personally call you because it's been a really long time since we've connected with you and we feel horrible about it. I'm just curious, what are your current plans for the 2019 home market? Do you have any real estate, you know, stuff going on in your world? Like that's a, that is the most, I mean, and it's just very simple. So you can train an ISA, a virtual assistant to make that call on the behalf of Tim and, and reconnect with your old leads that are disengaged. Uh, when we talked about the four P's, it's really important that persistent follow-up. If they're a previous client, you got to talk to them a lot. They're, they're, you know, gold. If they're a previous client that's given you a referral, I call them air. Like without them, your business does not flourish. It's the most important thing you can do is focus on your clients who have given you referrals. So 
you know, I would just measure whether it's an old lead or a database lead or a previous client, like just giving them love on a regular basis is, is really important. Uh, so something like, uh, so what are your plans for the 2019 real estate year? I mean, are, are you thinking about buying or selling or investing in real estate or none of the above? Just a simple question like that. Yeah. Well, and, and also just kind of reconnecting with them. I, I believe, so real estate, you probably heard this a bazillion times. Real estate is a belly to belly business. People do not, uh, 70% of all real estate transactions are referral based, meaning they came because somebody knew somebody, my aunt's a agent, or I, I've got a good friend or my best friend's sister. Like that's how real estate listings get done. It's referral. And I, 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 I do appreciate the emails. I do think texting is nice. Um, but nothing replaces conversation and belly to belly conversation and just pouring love on people. So, um, to be clear, uh, I believe you, 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 this is the highest and best use for an ISA is to engage with old leads, engage with your database, have new leads followed up with immediately when they come in. Uh, we call that speed to lead. It's one of the best lead indicators to growing a real estate, uh, customer. I can't tell you how many times I see our clients reviews when somebody didn't get a call back. And if you just look on Zillow, any of the low rated agents on Zillow's, the low, you just look at them, you'll see he never called me. He, I, I re submitted a thing and I saw his name and he never called me or, you know, like that is the biggest problem that people have. Um, I'm, I'm doing really, uh, I'm, I'm going to do the four P's here in the, in the chat. We got a question from Russ. Um, and dude, I'm really got Jane. Uh, I'm really, it's awesome to hear that. Um, prospecting. So it's prospecting where you're on the call or on the phone trying to get new business presenting where you're actually at a listing presentation focused on the seller's needs and what matters to them. Uh, persistent, uh, follow up and guys, I'm sorry, I'm not a speller and then po potential referral. So these are the four P's and as a real estate company, those that when I call up and I ask, Hey, how's your ISA doing? And they can answer, Oh, well he or she did two hours of prospecting. We, he got three presentations. Then we did three hours of persistent follow-up with our existing um, database and he got two referrals. I'm floored by that when somebody can actually tell me what their actual time on the phone doing the four P's, what that looks like. And so uh, the highest and best use of your time is creating a system to measure that as well as a employee who learns things like LP mama. They know your value proposition. They know why you're in business and, and why you care about those clients. They can articulate everything about your business and they know what, what's going on. Um, that's, that's, this is the key to growing a real estate team. Hey, cool. Let me, uh, see, uh, hey, Carla, can you uh, unmute Russ for me, please? I'd like to bring him on the call. Or Russ, maybe you need to uh, unmute yourself, but I think it's on our end. There you go. Hey, can you hear me, Russ? I can hear you. Okay, so tell us about Jane. Uh, what was going through your, well, how long have you had her? What was going through your mind when you hired her? What are you having her do? 
Um, I, I mean, you got Daniel on the phone to, uh, <laughs> to critique this as we go through, but um, just, just give us a little background for everybody on the call, myself included, about how you got to this point with Jane, what you're having her do, and let's see how we can make this even better. Uh, yeah, Jane is, uh, I say, she's doing a great job. Uh, it's, it's such a blessing just to be able to have her to to fill in a lot of the things that, like I say, we get so overwhelmed doing and don't have time to do so. But uh, she has, um, uh, at first, I had a lot of backlog because I had like seven closings in November. So it was, I had a lot of things going on and, and it was um, just trying to get to all the, the, the Z buyer leads. I had like, probably 70 or 80 that had backed up that I hadn't gotten to. And so they had, um, uh, I had her calling those. And, and in fact, I, I remember one day I had three closing schedule that day and she called me, says, goes, Hey Russ, I got, got you. And this is for the next day. I was, uh, she goes, I got you two, um, two listing appointments tomorrow. And, <laughs> and I'm saying, well, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> you know, so I had to get her off that job <laughs> and get her doing tech work that she's been, been helping me get uh, the website and stuff set up because she's very gifted to that as well. So she's, she's been kind of, we've kind of been working through getting our transfer of all our data over to the, to the new website. And uh, so it's a, uh, uh, she's just she's very um, multi-talented and and I have to just slow her down and say don't try to multitask especially when you're on the phone with people <laughs> because that can be a challenge sometimes when we're trying to get other things done and trying to figure out and being brand new and particularly at first year I could tell where she was and it's great having the recordings and we get to hear their conversations and keeps us all abreast of what's going on I, I love that and, uh, and that way we can go on and, and help coach them uh, as they going through this, the process and the different systems that, you know, everybody's different. We like, we like things done. And, uh, but, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's, I, I can, uh, I'm excited to have her and uh, as a long-term, uh, partner in this venture and just, uh, just looking forward to, to seeing all what else that she can help do to, to relieve all the stuff that as we grow, uh, I'm really focused on growing the team this year and getting things going. So she's my first uh, official team member. I've had some assess, you know, people that I've been paying on a per production basis on just doing some of the tech stuff because I'm I'm very ungifted at that. <laughs> and so it's uh, to have have her there to that can do that and as well as, as talk to the other people and get, get them and does a great job with uh, conversing and, and quite persistent in a loving way. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Hey, Daniel, how important is it to uh, listen to the ISA recordings, listen, listen to their phone calls? You know, I think this is the biggest area of, and, and Russ, I want to thank you for coming on and, and saying such great things about Jane. You, you, what, what you've described is our goal. Our goal is to basically give virtual assistance to real estate companies like yours and become indispensable, meaning you can't imagine your business without her as a partner in growing it and scaling. So what you've just said is just, it's phenomenal. Um, but Tim, to your, to your question, mm -hmm. the most important thing a leader can do is to coach his team. Like that's it. Like, uh, and this is the one miss that I that is a common failure point at 
my out desk is our clients come in, they're really busy, and then they fail to do the most important thing with leverage, which is just give them some coaching and getting them kind of up to speed. You wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm a wrestling coach, by the way, guys. I, I'm, I'm one of those nerdy guys that like to throw people, right? Well, I've spent 10 years honing that skill. I don't bring a brand new fresh person onto the team and expect them to know all the moves, expect them to know the jargon, expect them to know, you know, who the coaches are and what their role is. You have to cultivate that kind of expertise over time. And a true leader shows people the path, removes obstacles out of the way and, and gives consistent feedback because we all love feedback. I want feedback. If Russ came on and said, Daniel, I love your service, but I'd love to have this and that, that would be a blessing to me to get that kind of feedback. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, Tim, it's one of the most important things. Uh, I have a, of course, another system for it. You imagine that, right? Uh, we have a system called play, pause, do, and it sounds like Russ is already, uh, using that. But what play pause do it means we're right now on a recorded video and we're talking through all of the, Hey Russ, I think we're getting a little bit of feedback on you. Would you mind muting your, unless you need to say something. Uh, no, no. Uh, just I can figure out how to mute. I'm going to call Jane on this one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, uh, what I was going to say, there you go. Thank you, sir. Um, but here's, here, here, play pause do here's how it works. We're on a recording right now. It's it. And quite honestly, if, if you guys, you know, Tim's going to send this out to you guys, you might save this because you might not be ready for an employee yet. You might not be where Russ is, but one day you are. And if you refer back to this video and really consider how you're going to launch a new team member, this one thing can, can make you make you successful in launching a virtual assistant or any employee for that matter. When you first start with somebody, I like to go on a computer. I like to record the screen and then I like to talk through the thing that I'm offloading, the thing that I'm giving away. I like to give them my mindset about why I'm doing it, what's who it's impacting, why the client is going to love it or not love it you know, what are some of the challenges in it? And I might make three to five videos on one single task, one single task. And the the reality is if you're going to train somebody to do something for five minutes, you need to do two hours of training on that five minute task before they absolutely 100% know it. Why not do it on video so that you never have to do it again? And then you just keep a video library in YouTube or some other system so that anytime you get a new employee and you're offloading one part of the, of the business or one task to give to that person, you've got a video library and they can play it, pause it, and then do the work. And then you never, ever have to, you know, I mean, it, it just, it systematizes the leadership part of it. Tim, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you can stop listening to calls. You always have to do that. I do that on a weekly basis with all of our salespeople, all of our customer service people, every single positive thing that happens in the business and negative thing that happens in the business. I'm listening to calls because I got to coach people. That's your job as a leader. You're coaching. So I hope that answer, that was a long winded answer and I'm sorry. No, it's no, it's really good. Would you, um, would you, I, I've, 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 
talk to people uh, where they'll get on with their ISAs at the start of every day for maybe five, 10, 15 minutes. Um, It's been a long time since Carla was an ISA making telephone calls for me. So I honestly don't remember how I did it, but I remember we used to talk, I think almost every day. And then weekly, we would just kind of go through objections and things like that. Yeah, you know, uh, for launching an ISA here, and and if anybody's, uh, we talked about the four P's, I put that there. Launching an ISA, here's what matters. Something like an LP Mama, you've got to show them, you you need some sort of a framework for how you want them to approach calls. So that's number one. Number two, you need an objection handler document. So every time they get... Every time they get a new objection, they can put it on the document and then you guys can talk through it because an objection can be handled a lot of different ways depending on who the person is and who you are. So I might handle an objective uh, objection one time because of a personal story that I have and Tim might handle it a completely different way. And you might train somebody to handle it a completely different way. So you've got to, you know, get an objection handling document together with your person. Make sure you've got a very tight value proposition, meaning, uh, and I'll help you with that. I mean, why are you different? Why are you, as a real estate broker, what's, why am I different? I'll give you guys our value proposition, you know, as a virtual assistant company. We've been around 11 years. We've helped 5,000 clients grow. We have a corporate, well, we're an LLC here and we're a corporation in the Philippines. We have leadership in both countries. We screen them, meaning we do an FBI background check on our people and we pre-vet them. So when you come to us, we're going to give you somebody who's highly vetted and they have the expertise of being a prospector so that you know you're getting an ISA who's actually been on the phone before and sold on the phone. That's an example of our value proposition. Okay, so you've got to have a very clear, very easily to articulate value proposition so that when there is, when they come, when it's game time and somebody says, you know, I've been thinking about selling my house, you can say, oh my God, you've got to meet Tim. He's the best in the business. You know, Tim sells a house every other day and the average real estate agent actually only sells two houses a year. You've got to have whatever it is your particular value proposition is. Right. Right. I specialize in homes that have value of X, Y, Z, and here's how I help, you know, Y, X, and all that. So, and then elevator pitch. This is a simple, you know, elevator pitches aren't hard. My name is Daniel. I serve this industry so they can do X, Y, and Z by adding this value. It's, It's a very simple formula for an elevator pitch. Ours is we provide indispensable virtual assistance to the real estate industry. That's what we do. Okay. I want to just just clarify a couple things because even when we were talking on the phone the other day, um, I said something about, you know, part-time and you said, yeah, you know, we don't do that anymore. But I get asked these questions all the time. So, I mean, I would literally type this into the chat now and then... You can, you can correct or, or you can teach me because I get asked this all the time and I'm obviously giving outdated information. Number yeah. one was when we were hiring, you could have kind of like an admin, just we'll just use a number, $10 an hour, you could have an admin or you could hire an ISA and it was, I think it was about a dollar an hour extra, it was $11 an hour. And that was more, like you just said, somebody who has experience making appointments over the telephone versus just a pure admin. 
We always hired the ISA because we said, well, they can do the phone, but then they can also do the admin tasks. Whereas the, to save a buck, and then I don't have somebody who doesn't have the dual capabilities. Is that still the way your pricing structure is? Yeah, you know, I mean, I th- it is. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, to give everybody an idea, um, it's seventeen forty-seven a month to hire a virtual assistant through our company. We break it into two different payments, and we're happy, happy to do, um, you know, full-time. And I'll give, you a, uh, I'll give you a very specific reason. We found that our part-time people just weren't, weren't <clears throat> excuse me, weren't as successful as our full-time people. And like, we've got so much data now that it was, it, it was a clear, it was a clear thing, um, having two different companies to work for. So what we do, and Tim, you'll love this, is we'll find people that want to partner up. Like Bruce and Helen might have similar systems and have a similar need on, on this call and might say, you know, we're in different markets. We're not c- competitors. We're buddies. Why don't we go in halvesies? you know, or some, some scenario of, of that. Um, I don't believe it's wrong to hire an ISA um, and ask them to do admin t- t- Tim, but here's, here's a caveat. And I want to be clear about this. If you have a need and that need is prospecting, then that's the number one outcome. And let's set up an outcome that that person can win with. Right? So if, if your outcome is I'm going to have you do some call, I'm going to have you do some marketing and some admin and, and maybe you're going to help me do some personal stuff. That's okay. Cause maybe your outcome is I need more of my personal time back. And so this person is just kind of a jack of all trades, but we'll ask you as a company, what's the one most important thing for your person to, to be able to do because we've got people that are, are good with data. They can do Excel spreadsheets. We've got people who are prospecting. We've got design and marketing coordinators. If you're growing a large, I mean like Russ was building a website. Well, we've got people who help put out marketing content. So it's really important to have the one thing that you're most focused on and then build the other skill sets around that one thing. Um, but again, it's really important get the one thing, nail it, then have them learn something else, nail it, then learn something else and nail that thing. Um, that, that is the, the fastest way to success for our company. Okay. So the 1747, cause I always worked on an hourly basis. Um, uh, but 1747, is that for an ISA? Yeah, it's for both. We, we've, we've, oh. changed, we've changed our model since you've been a client. Thankfully you're one of the old clients that have been around a long time. Um, but it's 1747. And what we've done is we've just increased the bar on the level of talent. Like we got really, really specific about if they're a prospector, we want to see a proven track record of experience, expertise. Like we want to see that as the skill so that when you guys come to us and say, uh, you know, I love Russ's story where he, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You set two listing appointments for me tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like that's the kind of result that we're looking for. No matter, <laughs> On the day he has three closings, she's got, she says, okay, well the closings are closed. Yeah. Yeah. Time to get new, new listings. Well, and how valuable is that? Right. Yeah. Let, let's just be, let's just be real. Uh, otherwise, everybody on this call is in the sales game. 
We're all, we don't have inventory. We don't have products to sell. We're a service-based consultative selling organization. And that ought to be, and this was an earlier question, that ought to be the number one focus for your organization um, is selling and uh, building your database. I've got one little thing too. I just threw into the chat. Um, we call this the three R's. You guys are getting my best stuff, uh, which is, is I'm just glad, thankful for Tim inviting me and appreciate our clients on this call. And, and one thing about us, so we talk about we're a sales organization, right? Um, you know, again, I've seen a couple transactions in the real estate world where agents or teams or brokers have sold their business. And the one differentiator between that is as a real estate company, the only asset that you have is your database. That's it. It's the only thing that you can build value. It's the only thing that you can sell if you ever want to get out of the business. So you, as a real estate broker, I, I chose two, two things, build my database and buy real estate myself. Those are the two things that I built wealth through. And the way to do that is through referrals. So we've coined this thing called the three R's. Referrals are obviously tied to the four P you're talking, you want a potential uh, referral um, recommendations. So a recommendation is like this, a video conversation where somebody says, you need to hire Tim. He is the best person in the business. He helped us solve this problem. And now we have a dream house. Uh, a review is something that they went on Google. They went on Facebook. They went on maybe, um, what's the other one? You know, uh, NAR, realtor.com, Zillow, whatever they are. Sorry, Tim, what? Yeah. I mean, Yelp. I mean, there, there's every, everything. Yeah. Right. And so if you're in the business of building your database, these are the areas to focus. You've got your top 20 to 50 people who give you these referrals, reviews, and recommendations. And in one year, 2019 can be your year where every single other agent in your market has five reviews and you have 50. And this is something very easy to systematize, have a virtual assistant help with. But, you know, if you guys focus on the four P's, the three R's, you know, understanding leverage, doing the play, pause, do, realizing that it takes for a five minute task, it takes two hours of training. If you do those things, you're going to have a business worth selling at some point in the future. Okay. So the, the, the five, the, the two hours of training for a five minute task, like what would be an, an example of that? That's a good, it's a good question. Of course we have another framework for that. Um, when you, the military has this concept, you can't give what you don't have. Right. So what we have a lot of times is people are like, look, I want to build a social media following and I'm ready to do that. Well, I always say, okay, great. What have you already done? And they say, I haven't done anything and I don't know how to start. That's not something to, you know, that's not something to do, right? We're not going to help you do that. So when you're teaching somebody to do something new, what you want to do is you want to show them the way to do it. That's step one, right? I'm the agent. I'm the business owner. I'm showing them how I'd like them to do the work. Okay. Step two is your practice together. So this would be an example if you're an ISA role-playing, right? The step three is I'm watching you. Okay. I'm watching you doing the job and I'm giving you feedback. And then step four is that person, your ISA is then training a replacement or somebody new 
to add more people to the team. When you do those things, that's called the learning framework. That's how you build expertise. And so this is another leadership principle. It's, it's one that's all the time missed. Um, so an example is transaction coordination. It's the hardest thing to teach somebody. It takes six months. I know that, Tim, you know that, people on this call, if you've done any kind of significant volume in real estate, there's just so many different moving parts in a transaction coordination. But you have to have the, the discipline and principle if you hire a virtual assistant to take that over to actually go through the learning framework and the play pause do and coach them and spend the time with them. But then once you do, you can, you, you get all of that time back for the rest of your career. We call that compound leverage, right? Mm -hmm. So your original question was five minutes, five minute tasks for two hours. Right. What's the return on investment when it works like that? Well, let's take transaction coordination. You're likely going to have weeks, if not months of training into that one role, right? But if you do it right, and for the next 10 years, you don't have to do transaction coordination, there's a 733% return on your time invested when you do it right, the five minutes for two hours. So when you're thinking about onboarding somebody, whether it's generating revenue with an ISA or removing administrative or marketing tasks from your business, just be very thoughtful about the things that you're going to have them do and just approach it like any project. I'm going to teach them to do this. I'm going to teach them to do that. I'm going to, and then once they get this, I'm going to go to this and when this, I'm going to go to that, that kind of clarity up front will, will build value and build a team and build that, that kind of employee employer relationship where like Russ, you can say, man, I'm never, this, this, this person is indispensable to my business. And I look forward to years of being in partnership with them. And by the way, it's about 60% you know, less in cost than hiring somebody physical. So you've got the cost savings and you've got the return on time invested of 733%. And now once you've given something away, you can go on and do higher dollar productive value stuff. And I just think we as salespeople, we like talking. I could talk for another two hours with Tim and, and you guys. That's what we do. And that's what I think the focus of a real estate company broker agent should be on talking. Now that's a good point, Daniel. Uh, so 1747, that's all in that's taxes, insurance. That's yeah. And we give them vacation time. We, they have a great healthcare program that a hundred percent of our virtual assistants, you know, use, uh, we do two conferences a year. We have people for support over there in the Philippines. I'm actually going next week to do our, we have a, a new year party, a kickoff for the 2019 party in different areas. So, you know, we are, um, think of us as your staffing company with a real estate emphasis and the, the ability to take advantage of this much reduced cost. We're basically bringing outsourcing to an entire industry that didn't have it 10 years ago. That's what we did. Yeah. Cool. No, and it, and it was, uh, it was great. And, uh, uh, well, because people know who this person is, but uh, there was a buddy of mine, um, and uh, I won't mention his name, not with Elevate or anything like that, but he, he, was, he was hiring VAs, you know, through like Craigslist in the Philippines, and for some reason it was just never working out. 
And then uh, I says, well, I said, you should call my out desk. And he did. And I, I think he had two uh, gals from you for a long, long time. And he says, wow, it's, it's, it's never been like that before. So, um, yeah, it is a, a, a one-stop shop. Um, yeah, we align our values as a company and your guys' values as an organization. We just freaking align. And that's what I love about it. The servant leadership, we have a servant's heart. So we believe that if we're helping enough people, that will lead to us building a large business. And so go to the website if you want to have a consultation. We're, we're happy to give you all those guides. We're happy to talk to you. And, and you know, I'm certain that we, if we dive into your business, we can help you discover what is the most important next steps for you to grow your business in 2018. Um, what if they go to my out desk, what they request like a consultation or something like that? Yeah. It's up at the learn more consultation okay. and we'll get right back to you. Uh, Some type of button. Yeah. What's good about that too is our, our ISAs are from the Philippines. So we'll call you and uh, you'll get a feel for what it's like. So if you've never talked to one of our folks before, you know, our, our people are on the phones doing exactly what we just talked about, the four P's every single day. So you'll get a, a very much, you'll get a feel and, and taste for what the service you know, provides. Okay. Well, thank you again. You're getting uh, thank yous from uh, Rich. This was helpful from Jen Gilbert. Uh, thank you. And uh, thanks again, Daniel. Thanks for being a great partner to uh, elevate all these years. And uh, thanks also for taking the uh, time and uh, sharing your productivity tips and uh, uh, I, LP mama. I'm, this is, I'm, you know, I wake up at like two in the morning with Pac-Man brain and it's going to be LP mama. Tonight, I just have a feeling it's that just that's just too good not to have it uh, stick with you. That's great. Well, thanks for your time, Tim and everybody at Elevate. Uh, it's been my pleasure. If we can ever help you, please reach out. We'll be happy to serve. Thank you.